The Florida Panthers finished their homestand with a positive record. Alexander Barkov breaks his goal drought, and the Panthers are right on the Boston Bruins' tail. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, February 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you can follow me on X at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So Florida Panther fans, the Cats, like I said, they finish on a positive note on this homestand with a 2-1-0 record where they really went it the biggest storyline of, of this one was the ability to stop the league's top scoring team in the Colorado Avalanche. I mean, yeah, they've been slipping. They came into this one losers of three in a row. And the Panthers, really, they continue to focus on them. That was really a big theme. When when going into Friday's practice at War Memorial, Evan Rodriguez comes out in the blue bottom six sweater. Nick Cousins um, goes with the white top six sweater staying with the lines that they finished Thursday night's game with. And for the Panthers, really after the after they came out with that win, which three three of their four goals came out on rebound uh chances as well. I, I mean getting in front of the net, bodies crashing, really the big difference for for this one uh when it came when it came to the 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 difference in this one where I mean, also the power play get getting going again, and you see the different ways that the Panthers have scored on the power play. The 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 different. I mean, just think about the homestand where Matthew Kachuk scores from um, Matthew Kachuk shoots from the blue line, and it's redirected from Sam Reinhardt, and then one from the right flank, which he gets it to Sam Reinhardt in in the slot as well to to score as well in two different games and and two different ways of scoring on the power play which just makes this unit so freaking dangerous going forward as as well and really limiting the opposition Kale McCarr and Nathan McKinnon to three total shots on goal yeah Nathan McKinnon was shaken up after fault hitting the deck after tripping over the back of the net as well in this one and there's a line a lot of line shakeups for the Colorado Avalanche going into the final the final 40 of, of this one as well. We saw that Jared Bednar on the other side needed a little bit of a spark. I mean, Panthers controlled the play in the second period, mostly taking away the Avalanche's space as well. First and third line setting the tone. I mean, when you think about shot attempts for to shot attempts uh, against I'm at five uh, at five on five uh, for the first and third line, 51 to 16 combined between the first and third lines. So Carver Hagee being comfortable with Alexander Barkov, something we've seen over the last few years. 
and Evan Rodriguez uh, creating that spark for that third line. Yeah, it's been a revolving door on that right wing for Anton Lundell over the season. And yeah, it's still something that we've addressed that is likely going to bring some something outside the organization maybe or maybe even the AHL. But still, the fact that Evan Rodriguez uh, can go can go there and light a little bit of a spark, even though it's it could be uh, temporary as well. And quietly, Etulus Thuranen getting his uh, his tenth goal of the season quietly. Uh, another another double digit goal season for Etu, and just how strong they are on, on the puck. I mean, Paul Maurice spoke about how Nick Cousins going on the second line, even though the second line wasn't the story of the game. Paul Maurice spoke about how those two lines of the second and fourth really set up what the the top two lines, the 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 first and third line, were able to do as far as playing the heavier four-check style of game, which the Panthers did in the last two as far as creating their opportunities. And Nathan McKinnon, when he was on the ice, the possession as far as shot attempts for favored where, where Nathan McKinnon was on the ice. But as far as getting the shots on net, the Panthers, once again, taking away the gaps, for, uh, protecting the neutral zone as far as as far as far speed uh, and and just getting, getting shots in... And, and blocks in front of Sergei Bobrovsky, which Sergei Bobrovsky spoke about after the game about not a lot of activity on his end as much as as much as there was on the other. And Bobrovsky, the humble guy that he is, spoke about how you're playing the NHL game, greatest uh, greatest league in the world that you're just thankful to be in that moment and the fact that you have teammates to help you. I'm paraphrasing here, but doesn't take for granted the when when the puck is not on his on his end as well so very 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 uh you know very good mindset for the goaltender to have in in a shutout which that was Sergei Bobrovsky's third shutout of the season the first one against Detroit and the second one against uh the Ottawa Senators uh in late November so two of them in the month of November and his first one uh in in quite a, a few months and just Bobrovsky two uh wins off the off the leading uh off the lead for wins in in NHL as well so it's for what it's worth it's 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 it really stands out there as far as as far as what Borowski has been able to do this season i mean think about just think about the stretch for for the panthers 15 3 and 2 in the last 20 uh for for the for the cats and Bark, Barkov uh, just broke his uh goal drought as well which we'll discuss more about in segment number 2 800 50 wins for Paul Maurice as well. That's big when when it, when it comes to when it comes to his career, and it, it's also crazy how when it comes to the 850 wins, Maurice spoke about how it mostly stood out to him as far as getting to second games, second in games coached all time in the NHL. How that was more of a milestone being behind Scotty Bowman, but really to enjoy this for him he said that the 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 goal is to ultimately win the cup to really enjoy all the accomplishments the games won which fit, again fifth all time the games coach second of all time of, of that so really when when it when it came to when it comes to that that's really what he's going to enjoy as far as his career and one thing that you could admire about the panthers on how they took care of business in the in the in the final in the in the final 
20 minutes of, uh, of, of, of the game for, for the cats. I mean, even though they came, went into the third period with a three, nothing lead, it wasn't trying to, this team wasn't trying to pad stats as well. They were still getting the physicality and Maurice spoke about how the team didn't sit on it as well. The, Barkoff spoke about how the the Panthers didn't really try to open up the game, uh, d- despite leading as, as as well for for the Panthers and really continue continuing, and also the mindset of what's bigger as far as bigger picture for the team as far as okay, padding stats are great, but when it comes to still playing the right way and still things about what could carry over good or bad despite the lead. And, and also when it comes to, when it, when it comes to that, you, you can see that this team is just so focused and so just ready for any situation, whether it's them blowing out the other, the opposition or tie game at, 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 at two or three, whatever. And it's just the maturity that comes with, what they have been through as well. And it, it you see it in different parts of the season and definitely with the Panthers, as far as them, where they are, it, it's the record is just the, it, it's just what we see when, when we look at the, when we look at the numbers and all, but when you look at the eye test, the hard work, the, the, what they're saying, after practice, in between watching video and still keep keeping that even keel. Now you could really appreciate more of how the how they got to that rec- to, to their record currently, where they are three points behind the Boston Bruins at 33, 15, and four. But in segment number two, we're going to discuss more about Alexander Barkov breaking his goal drought, Matthew Kachuk now leads the league in points since January 1st. We are going to discuss more of that here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And we're past the halfway point of the season. And regardless of where the Panthers are in the standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on ahl network sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you go in 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests and all you have to do is picks web for studs like Connor mcdavid Sidney crosby nathan mckinnon sam reinhardt if they will record more or less their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus or more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. You can find Locked On Sports today on, on YouTube, and you will see 
exclusive national shows. And you could also find Locked On Sports Today now on Amazon Fire TV. So go to Amazon Fire TV and subscribe to Locked On Sports Today, your 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this Monday, February 12th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. By the way, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning uh, the Super Bowl. Another another championship for Patrick Mahomes. And for me personally, I'm not I'm not upset about it. Uh, it's it's not a division rival of the Dolphins that is uh, it has a dynasty currently going on. So I can sleep better at night knowing that it's not. And hey, uh, maybe next year it'll be uh, it'll be there for the Miami Dolphins. We're we're hoping at least as well. Still a lot of work to do as far as getting under the cap. <laughs> but hey, they can do that easily. Wish wish they can restructure contracts uh, in the NHL. That that'll be a that'll be a dream to. And hey, Panthers could keep everyone: Montour, uh, Reinhardt, and. Uh, Gustav Forsling there as, as well, uh, as, uh, if that structure were the same. But let's talk about Matthew Kachuk, where the he is now the leader in the NHL since January 1 in points. 28 points for Matthew Kachuk since January 1. And all the talk that was happening prior to this stretch for Matthew Kajak spoke with the, about the analytics for, Oh, it's getting there. This, the, the finishing touch isn't, isn't, isn't there right now for Matthew Kajak. And Paul Maurice also spoke about how the little lessons that they learned in the first 16 games and how it had the different rippling effects throughout the lineup where whenever and this is something that we spoke about in the preseason about Panthers having to outscore all their issues and that it might, it could be like a lot of four, three games, but for the Panthers and throughout that, it's been quite, quite the opposite, low scoring games, but bringing those first 16 games and asking your forward depth to keep the puck more on the other end, going back to the whole four checking style and clogging up the neutral zone for, for the Panthers. That is, that is definitely helping as far as less pressure on your goaltenders. Yeah. We spoke about all their ranks when it comes to slot shots, uh, slot shots allowed and, and shots period as well for the Panthers. But Marie spoke once again about how Kachuk's defensive game was better than last year. Even Kachuk says that his game overall is better than last year. No, no matter what the points say, the 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 power play is is going for for the Panthers as well. Spoke all about the analytics about expected goals being there for the Panthers as well. But now it seems like the Panthers power play is really hard to stop. I mean, we yeah we spoke about in segment one the different ways that they've scored lately as well, but. L- rippling effects once again and the and how it how the team communicates differently as well and what they had to learn is as beneficial to this stretch of for for the Panthers when you when you look at them it, based on where where they are which they have created a whole bunch of distance between them 
and even the third place team in the Atlantic Division in the Toronto Maple Leafs, which we're not there as far as magic numbers just yet. We still have to get through a trade deadline before anything, before we could even look at clinching home ice advantage in round number one. The whole clinching in in uh, as far as the division, we'll get we'll, we'll get there way later. But first, it's about trade deadline, then clinching home ice for at least the first round. And going back to Bar- going to Barkov, goal drought ended uh, on Saturday. Once again, Panthers the ability to get in front of the in, into the dirty areas to get those rebound opportunities where the Colorado Avalanche were just so spread out. And credit to the Panthers as far as winning their battles and causing the Colorado Avalanche to get out of position, which created that that play in the middle of the ice as well. So lots of lots of credit goes to the Panthers as far as that. But Barkov, despite one goal in the la in, in his last 20 plus a shooting percentage in that stretch of less than three, still averaging a point per game, still playing a key role in penalty killing and even five on five uh play as well. Spoke about how doesn't matter to him as as far as long as the team wins. And listen, there there would be a lot. There would be a lot more criticism of Barkov if the team were losing, as well. There's a little bit of it when the Panthers went on a little bit of a slide, and but this is why even after one game, into into the homestand, which is we spoke about Barkov and and not scoring and all. This is why. We need to be we we need to have our own cooler heads. Uh, we we need the cooler heads to prevail as as well when it when it comes to what this guy brings to the table as, as well with back checking in transition and just closing gaps in 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 the neutral zone. And this is that is where Barkov truly makes his money. He really truly makes the money in in the neutral zone. Yeah, he's the He's a big distributor on, on the power play. When 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 that goes, the Florida Panthers go for for the most part, along with their goaltending. And the record for the Panthers, yes, it's not as great when Barkov's Barkov is off the ice. But what this man does, especially with passing, not on his tape long, he is quick to get it down low as well. And just you have to keep your head on a swivel when this guy is on the ice consistently, and that that alone is is such a big difference maker. And like I said, over a point per game since December seventeenth, the day after Barkov got his last goal. And there's three other players on the Panthers in that stretch that have over a point per game: Kachuk, Verhage, and Reinhardt. So Barkov is is not worried about that. And also, uh, Maurice gave a special shout-out to uh, assistant coach Jamie Compon on how the Panthers have really been able to have this stretch of 15-3-2 in their last 20. Think, let me repeat that. 15-3-2 in their last 20. That That is... That is such a great stretch for the Panthers. Uh, 
you're talking about a road winning streak there, a nine game win, winning streak as well. That is third longest in franchise history. I mean, and you don't feel that this Panthers team is peaking, really. When it when it was the 13 game winning streak at the end of the 2022 regular season, there might there were a few thoughts. I know I was one of them of whether the Panthers did peak too early. And even with that Washington series uh, back in 2022, Panthers escaped based on talent alone. 0 for 18 on the power play in that. Let's not forget, Sergey Bobrovsky was the least of the issues as well. And then you saw full exposure in the Tampa series. But different style of play since. Different mindset. And even looking at regular season, for the cats, it's not. There's something bigger on on the horizon for for the Panthers that they want, that they are looking for, that they are just trying to play the right way for 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 them and what they feel as the Florida Panthers standard. And even though it's a cliche, the Florida Panthers way, the Florida Panther way of how they want to consistently create that culture. When it, when it comes to that and things like this, where you get off to a rough start in the homestand and then get the last two, that is, that is the, that is, that continues to define what culture is for the Florida Panthers as far as, as that. But in segment number three, we are going to discuss more about the odds now for the Panthers as far as trying to get to the, towards the top of the Atlantic Division. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. And get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150. If your first bet wins, you could also bet on your favorite NBA and NHL players and teams with quick bets, live game, same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Third and final segment here on this Monday, February 12th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Monday. And by the way, if you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel already, we will be posting a video later today on me and Florida Panthers historian Francisco Aporta of us trying the public's uh Panthers sub. We tried it for the first time on Friday, right before the Serie de Caribe uh, final at Lone Depot Park. And funny enough, on Saturday uh, in the press box, the Florida Panthers PR uh, also gave uh, the media Panthers uh, subs as as well. So got to try it twice. Uh, first time was on purpose. The second time was not. So pretty pretty cool to be in the building as, as far as that. So as far as my opinions on it. 
Make sure to stay subscribed to the Lockdown Florida Panthers YouTube channel so you guys will see my re our reaction uh, based on, on that. So I, I want to share more of where where the division stands and how how I mean the Panthers aren't striking distance that that's I I mean two head to heads too so even with every game for the last 30 games for the Panthers regardless of everything even if you match records you still have those two head to head matchups between you um between the the Panthers and, and, and the Bru and and the Bruins uh as, as well. So as far as chances to win the division, Panthers are at a plus 145 to win the Atlantic while the Boston Bruins are at a minus 1 1 140 for 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 the Cats as well. And it's crazy because going into this next stretch for the Panthers where they have 3 days off which we are about 25 minutes away from the Panthers hitting the ice at War Memorial for practice uh, as well, which there could be some maintenance days as well. Just anticipating that with still a few days away from the Panthers hitting the ice in a game setting again. And Paul Maurice did speak about how Sam Bennett was, um, was feeling under the weather before Thursday's game, but got better. So maybe a little bit of a, of a rest for the Panthers. But going back to the topic at hand with chances to win the division, um, 145 plus 145 for for the Panthers to win. So $100 gets you an extra 45 for the Cats. But also strength of schedule for the Panthers it, um, and the Bruins, which Panthers, as far as two toughest games, they are they are tenth by the way in strength of schedule. Two games against the Bruins, two against the Rangers, two against the Canes. Um, and as far as toughest opponent opponents, according to Tankathon, they have. Toronto up there as far as two more matchups and the Detroit Red Wings there. Boston is first as far as strength of schedule. They absolutely manhandled the Canucks the other day at home uh, for nothing. But they still have to travel west. They have not been to, they have not traveled to at Vancouver. They have not gone to Vegas yet as well. Uh, they have, I don't believe, I don't believe they've gone to Edmonton uh, neither. If they're, and they have to play the Dallas Stars, which the Panthers also have to play the Stars. So some of these, when you look at the opponents, you see Boston plays them, but also Florida plays them as well. Boston still has to play the Rangers twice. Um, excuse me. Florida has to play the Rangers twice. Boston has to play them once as well. So everything, everything is going to um, is going to figure itself out as far as that when it comes to the last 30 games for the Panthers. But two head-to-heads, which is so crucial for, for, for the Panthers as far as chasing chasing after uh, the the Bruins as far, as far as that, which we saw them lose against the Calgary Flames at home on Tuesday, uh, which the Panthers couldn't take advantage of their, their loss. But the Boston Bruins shut out only 18 shots on goal on Saturday against the Washington Capitals at, at home, which Ovechkin uh, scored – Again, uh, which now is four games in a row for for Ovi as far as that. So, despite the Panthers giving up a, a power play goal to Alexander Ovechkin, it's great to see that he is padding his stats as far as 
as far as getting closer to Wayne Gretzky's record, but for the Panthers' sake, uh, coming out with a win. So we're we're witnessing history as far as that, but still the Florida Panthers coming on the winning uh, side of, of this as well for, for them. And also, also um, for one, one last thing before uh, we get out of here is the fact that for the Cats and them coming into this next stretch as far as playing playing the next three on on the on the road against Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and then uh Tampa Bay, which is, will be a 5 p.m. uh puck drop, which we I we will be there uh for, for that game next Saturday against the the Lightning is just once again you're getting teams that are desperate chasing which Pittsburgh still has to figure out things as far as their power play as well. And the lightning are going through a little bit of adversity in this uh, stretch where they lot, where Mikhail Sergachev returned after two months on, on, on IR. And then fra- unfortunately fractures is like with a, with a collision uh, near the, near the half wall. I believe it was with uh, Philip Hedel. No, no, not Philip Hedel. Uh, Philip Hedel's out for the year. I believe it was Lafreniere that he, uh, that he crashed into the corner uh, with as well. So there's a little bit of adversity with these teams, but a lot of desperation for the Panthers coming into this next stretch world where they've been successful on the road. They, they continue. They have the best penalty kill road penalty kill, excuse me. Uh, and, and it's going to be very telling in this stretch once again, of how they continue, uh, that, that push and, it's going to be the thir- the first two games. It'll be on a back-to-back. So uh, interesting to see what the goalie rotation will be, who starts the first end of the back-to-back versus the second. Still a little bit of time to get there before uh, the games get started. So it's just something to prepare coming up for uh, the Cats as still a few days away. But on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we, we are going to discuss a player that the Florida Panthers could be in on as far as making some phone calls where we are less about three weeks until the trade, the March 8th trade deadline. We're going to discuss who that player is on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team, Every day.